I'm Atlas. And I'm Sheba. And this is the Relationship Umbrella. Welcome. Welcome. This is our monogamy versus non-monogamy podcast. Um, so we want to kind of start off with giving you some brief definitions of both terms kind of as a jumping off place. And then we'll talk about each of these things kind of individually. Mm-hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about monogamy? Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just as like a, an umbrella here, uh, this is going to be a very broad, broad and kind of almost vague episode. Um, just because we don't want to go too into detail and specifics about, especially non-monogamy styles, because there's so many styles of non-monogamy. It's a lot to unpack out of one box. Um, anyway. But monogamy, we're going to define it for you guys, just so you have a rough idea. Monogamy is defined as the practice or state of being married to one person at a time. Um, It can also be the practice or state of having a sexual relationship with only one partner. Um, Or, you know, in zoology, having one mate at a time. Like penguins. Some penguins. They mate for life. So... Anyway, when you, like, think about monogamy, you think about spending your life with one person for the rest of your life. That's Absolutely. the that's the gist of it. You know, and it's, it's the societal norm, too. Yes. Now, when we start kind of talking about um, non-monogamy, the, the de- it's defined as, basically, it's an umbrella term, is the, is the big thing. It's an umbrella term. For any practice or philosophy of a non-dyadic intimate relationship that does not directly hew to the standards of monogamy. And when you talk about non-monogamy, you have ethical versus non-ethical. Whereas, so ethical is when all parties involved consent to and know about all the other parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people think about non-monogamy as cheating. And cheating is not ethical. You can cheat and be in a non-monogamous relationship. By hiding that you're sleeping with or having a romantic tryst with somebody else. And and just to kind of help further that definition, I know I used a, a term dyadic. Dyadic just means of or consisting of a dyad being a group of two. That's so that kind of gets us two into non-monogamy. A, a common term you hear is triad. Um, that's a, a relationship between three people where they all have relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a form of ethical non-monogamy as long as everybody involved is consenting. Um, so I think this is a good place to kind of talk about why we're really not programmed as humans to be monogamous. Really? I am, I guess I I read this a little while ago somewhere on the internet and it just made sense to me that humans, The choice is not so much polyamory. Yes, you choose to be polyamorous. You choose to work on those relationships. But the harder choice as humans is definitely monogamy. Because break it down, think about it. If you're monogamous, like, go you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just want to, like, clear that up right now. Make sure that people know that we are not bashing. We are not bashing monogamy monogamy at all. It's a valid Um, relationship. Absolutely. It is completely valid. But monogamy is a choice. When you think about it, you choose every single day to be faithful to one partner. You choose every single day to try to meet your partner's every single need. 
Um, which is impossible. Which is impossible, but neither here nor there. But you're choosing every day to stay faithful to one person. And the big fallback that comes with monogamous relationships is that choice is not easy. And I think that's where we see our really high divorce divorce rates. In this country, almost 50% of all marriages will end in divorce or separation. Um, and 41% of first marriages end in divorce or separation. Mm. And the average age for that is 30 years old for your first divorce. That's the oh average Oh my age. God, I am right in that statistic. Yep. Uh, but, so, like, think about that for a second. Think about the divorce rate and the fact of the matter that the most common, like, major contributor to divorce is lack of commitment, infidelity, and conflict. Um, so that choice is really hard because we as humans, we there you can't tell me even in monogamy, if you're in a monogamous relationship, that when an attractive person walks by you, you don't think anything about it. You don't say anything about it because we as humans go, wow, that person's really pretty handsome, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it, we're, what am I trying to say? We're, we're not every person is a sexual being, but the majority of people are sexual beings and finding attraction to somebody you don't even know. Is that necessarily cheating? No. No. But that means that maybe there was something in that person that you saw or talked to or interacted with that you had a need that they filled, even if it was just for a moment. Mm-hmm. If, if it's just their physical appearance, like, wow, dang, that person's sexy. You know, there's something about that person that attracts you that maybe your partner doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of comes down to infidelity being a big issue with divorced people because... We want to act on those desires. Mm -hmm. And it's not just men that do this. Women do this too. Mm -hmm. You know, non-binary people do this. It's it's just human nature to find attraction in multiple beings. And I think the worst part about it is, is because monogamy is like the societal norm, at least very much here in the States, people don't realize that there is an ethical way to practice non-monogamy and being open and being able to act on those desires and potentially be happier for it um, because monogamy is our societal norm. And that's really almost a shame. Mm -hmm. Some people couldn't imagine being with anyone else. They don't look at anyone else. They don't think about being with anyone else other than their partner. And you know what? More power to you. I have numerous monogamous couples that are good, good friends of mine that have said, I could never imagine opening my relationship or sharing or whatever the case may be, you know, my partner fills all the needs that I need met from another person. Go you like that's important to know and be validated in your relationship to be able to say that. Absolutely. And I think one thing that I want to really make clear too, is that when it comes down to like infidelity and, you know, commitment issues and conflict or arguing, the big key thing that can help with all three of those things is communication. Communication! So I will say that our polyamorous or non-monogamous or ethical non-monogamy practicing folks exempt from 
commitment issues? Absolutely not. No. Are we exempt from jealousy? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Are we exempt from poor communication skills? Absolutely not. So I don't want anybody to think that we're bashing on monogamous people. The big thing with non-monogamy is communication and consent. They are both key to a healthy relationship. You know, from myself and, and Sheba in particular, we're both poly. We practice polyamory, which is the, the, the breakdown of that is just being able to love two or more people. You know, it, it means multiple loves is what it breaks down to. Mm -hmm. And for me, Sheba meets so many needs, but does she meet every single need that I have? No. And if I connect with somebody else and I'm having those conversations and I feel like it's going to go somewhere, the first thing that I do is I tell her, hey, so-and-so is, I'm really interested in them. I think it might turn a little bit romantic. I just wanted to give you a heads up. It might not, but it might. So that, that door is now opened and she does the same thing with me. Hey, so-and-so is really cool and I'm really vibing with them and I want to have the opportunity to maybe see if that goes further. Cool. I know about that. We we will meet each other's partners when we can um, because a lot of times, and this happens in monogamous relationships, you start dating somebody and you go to your best friend, your best girlfriend or your best guy friend or your best day friend and go, I met this person and I really like them and they're wonderful. And what do you think? And that person, because they're not necessarily attracted to the person that you're hooking up with can be a little, not unbiased, but can see red flags. And so that's something that me and Shiva do. If we're talking to somebody else, and if I see red flags, I will definitely tell her, you know, and I would hope that she would tell me too. Mm. And that's also part of communication and having that consent and that openness, because it's unrealistic to expect my partner or any partner to not even look at somebody else or not try to find those needs met from other people in monogamous relationships. We get those needs met in our friends. We go out with our, our buddies we go to the bar, we watch some sports and you know, that's not something that she might be interested in, but maybe her and her girlfriend want to go to the Disney store and go shopping and things that I don't like to do. So even in our friendships, we get other needs met that our partners can't meet. Right. And I, I want to just like clarify there are people that practice non-monogamy that are not ethical. They're unfortunately everywhere. It's mm -hmm. between monogamy and non-monogamy. There's the same unethical people. There will Absolutely. always be those unethical people. Um, Atlas and I, our relationship has been almost four years in the making and we were friends for, um, Two, three? three three or four yeah, years before we even started seeing each other romantically and our communication has been a long time in the works and it's been hard we're not gonna lie yeah. and say that it's been perfect it's no. been perfect no oh god no it's there have been points where it's been awful mm -hmm. where we've almost split up because mm -hmm. It, you know, things are hard. We're not saying that this is easy peasy lemon squeezy um, any in any relationship. Right. It's yeah. not any easier um, and it's not any harder. You know, monogamy has its struggles. Non-monogamy has its struggles. Uh, you know, it, one is not better or worse than the other. Right. 
And that's where we kind of, too, you know, we're not going to break down um, all the different forms of ethical non-monogamy. I mean, the big ones that people know about are uh, polygamy and polyandry and polyamory. Those are the three big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing we want to kind of do is break down a little bit between non-ethical versus ethical. Right. You know, and when we start breaking down different ethical non-monogamy styles, we will do that in a different episode. So ethical, you know, these are relationships that are, like you said, they involve communication and consent. Right. They are valid. They can have either one person monogamy. You still need communication and consent. Right. Um, and in non-monogamy, if you have more than one partner or two partners or one of your partners has three or four and you have one or none, you know, however the dynamics break down, as long as everybody involved is consenting, that's what you, where you get your ethical non-monogamy from. You know, when you're talking about unethical, unethical non-monogamy, you can actually be in a relationship that appears ethical. So let's say, let's just... This isn't, this isn't, it hasn't happened to us, but let's just say that I had a girlfriend um, that Sheba didn't know about, and I hid it from her, but I had another partner that Sheba did know about. I'm still cheating, because I'm hiding that there's another person involved that Sheba doesn't know about. That then becomes unethical. You can absolutely cheat in a poly relationship. Absolutely. I know a person that they opened up their relationship and said, I don't care who you sleep with because they were pretty much asexual. I don't care who you sleep with. You just have to tell me. And their partner, even though the relationship was open and it was very much like a just tell me, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be mad. Still slept with multiple people and did not tell their partner. That is cheating. Absolutely. That is unethical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough when these situations arise because they could have probably all been avoided, especially yeah. in that situation, but just being honest about who you were sleeping with and who you were spending your time with right. outside of your relationship. Um, when you talk about ethical, you know, right now we're in the process of meeting new friends and stuff. And if one of those friends organically turns into a relationship for one or the other of us or both of us, depending upon who the person is you really have to have those doors of communication open honesty Mm -hmm. being clear and concise with your communication if there's boundaries that you want to set with your partner especially if they're your primary partner setting those boundaries and seeing if they're agreed upon a big boundary that me and shiva have is make sure that we use protection with new partners um because without that we're putting the other person at risk right and a lot of non-monogamy to you have to put in work in yourself. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people think that non-monogamy is like a catch-all where... We're talking about like swingers and cheaters and... Not even. Not even. There are people that get into non-monogamy thinking that, you know, I'm not ready to settle down yet. Let's keep my options open. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, this is just a stepping stone um, you need to put work into yourself or, you know, people think that non-monogamy is something that they can do so they don't have to work on themselves and be serious with one person because those issues 
aren't being resolved because you're not working on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Non-monogamy, there's jealousy, there's insecurity. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of feelings that you don't realize you need to come to terms with and work through and embrace within yourself. Mm -hmm. And really a lot of people don't realize, and it's going to essentially explode in your face if you don't work on these things within yourself. Yeah. You have to definitely be in a place where you can take these feelings and go, okay, this is why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. What can I do to fix it? Instead of so many people go, well, I know I said it was okay, but I can't believe you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like... Wait, what? Now you're blaming me, even though you said it was okay. You told me multiple times it was okay, but now you're still blaming me, even though I go, mm-hmm. hey, blah, 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 blah. Is this okay? And you go, yes. And then it happens. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's kind of like an avoidance tactic. So you don't have to work on the issues within yourself. Yeah. And when, um, when issues like, like that arise, because honestly, I was actually jealous of a partner that Mariah had casually for a little bit. Um, and I had to work through that jealousy. And jealousy is a, it's definitely the big green monster. It is not your friend. It is not your relationship's friend. And being open and honest about those feelings can get through and avoid an issue. Mm-hmm. And we almost had an issue because I was struggling with being honest about my feelings of jealousy because I thought I shouldn't have them just because I'm Polly. Mm-hmm. So which our- is not true. And our relationship almost blew up mm-hmm. because of it, yep. like literally Absolutely. imploded from the inside out. Um, and the other person that I was casual with, like that relationship kind of blew up too, just because it, it wasn't, it wasn't addressed, but we've worked on it. We've moved mm-hmm. past it. Um, he knows now that he can come to me no matter how he's feeling yep. and be open and honest with me. And I now know that I need to, Take a step back, Mm -hmm. listen, and then put my input in. Because I'm the I'm the type. I'm a New York Italian. You talk Um, with your hands. I talk with my hands. I'm very animated. Mm -hmm. I raise my voice a lot because I a lot of that stems from childhood not feeling heard. Um, Mm -hmm. because my family is constantly screaming at each other. And so when I feel like I'm trying to say something and I don't feel like I'm being heard. My voice gets raised. So that's kind of where we almost imploded Mm -hmm. was he was trying to tell me how he felt after he wasn't completely honest with me. And I got defensive and raised my voice and I wasn't angry at him. It's just how I am. And it it was, it was a big trigger. It was a big um, like argument point for us. Yeah. Uh, but we've definitely had to dial back and figure out how to mm-hmm. work through that. And I think part of the thing that helps for me in particular is really learning and understanding that I can't meet all of Sheba's needs. And there's n- absolutely nothing wrong with that. Do we want to start a family, have the house with a white picket fence, with two and a half kids and some dogs and cats? Absolutely we want that. Of course. What couple doesn't want that? But I also want her to have all of her needs met, just like she wants me to have all of my needs met. And if we find that in other people outside of this relationship, that's okay, as long as we consent and we're open and honest about it. And a lot of people, too, in non-monogamy need to realize that you need to adapt. Because Mm -hmm. my idea is 
my like dream white picket fence house dogs kids Mm -hmm. you know a bunch of property so we can have kitchen table poly and everyone can live on the same property and you have to realize eventually you know you have to adapt yeah um initially that dream was just with atlas and you know we'd have other partners along the way the idea you have to adapt and then you have to adapt to think that even if you get other partners that might not be their dream exactly so non-monogamy i feel like and even monogamy is all about adapting to change yes you have to adapt to change even in monogamy the person you fell in love with in the beginning of your relationship if you guys stay together 5 10 25 years that person is going to constantly change and a lot of people don't realize that that you need to take that evolution with every relationship because Mm -hmm. no one is ever going to stay exactly the same absolutely that's that's that kind of goes to one statement that I can't stand. You're not the person I fell in love with anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that because we do change. If we don't change and we stay stagnant, we're not growing. Right. And growth is so important just for the human condition, period. Within yourself, growing and trying to better yourself and learn new things and remaining teachable. Those things are so important within yourself, finding new hobbies, Learning that you're really good at maybe doing woodworking, whereas you thought you were better at painting. Or maybe you learn how to, start, like, growing, moving forward in your life instead of just sitting on your ass and doing I nothing. think so many folks think that growth stops once you become an adult. And it absolutely does And <laughs> sometimes that's where it really starts. Yeah. I am always, I don't remember the person that I was. I wish I do. I wish I could go back to that. I will never be that person again. And... Mm. You know, people have to realize that you're going to grow and you're going to change whether you want to or not. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's about what we can really kind of cover, I think, in this episode on monogamy versus non-monogamy. You know, we talked about monogamy being a relationship between two partners, whether it's whether it's physical, sexual or romantic. Marriage is the common societal norm that we see for monogamy. Um, and with non-monogamy, especially ethical non-monogamy, we see triads, throuples, solo poly, polygamous, polyandry, kitchen table poly. There's so many mm-hmm. different labels that go under ethical non-monogamy. And then you've got unethical, which is basically cheating. Um, so bearing that in mind, we definitely will do another episode where we'll go into more details about different ethical non-monogamy relationship styles and dating styles. Absolutely. Um, We definitely want you to reach out to us on our socials. Uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, our website. TheRelationshipUmbrella.com. Yep. Um, Patreon. You find us everywhere at The Relationship Umbrella, except Twitter. Twitter is at AtlasNShebaTRU. Yep. Um, but you can also find a link to our Twitter on our Facebook. Facebook is kind of where we're most active. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely going to break down this, like we said, this is just like the umbrella episode for monogamy versus non-monogamy. You know, um, we'll definitely break down more in detail. Absolutely. Over the next couple episodes. If there's a non-monogamy style you want to hear about or you have experience in, mm-hmm. Definitely hit us up. Um, you can email us too if you want it to be a little bit more anonymous, and that's just the relationship umbrella at gmail.com. Um, 
you know, we want to hear your stories too. We want to know what you want to hear. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot to unpack here. This is, this is a very big box. Non-monogamy is. Um, so tell us what you want to hear. We will be doing a giveaway, I think, later on, maybe in August, we'll do another giveaway? August or September. I don't think we've quite decided yet. We, I think we decided we were going to do giveaways quarterly. Mm-hmm. So our last one was in June. So probably more in September. September. But we'll see. You know, we, we don't know. We have a lot of stuff that we're working on for you guys. Um, <clears throat> so. I, I was going to blow the secret again, but she's got all kinds of stuff she's working on. So. I'll let her work on that and determine when we can tell you guys about the cool stuff we have upcoming. But at the end of the day, the big thing that we want you to know, love is love. And if nobody's told you today, we love, we love you. you. You're valid. You are seen. And we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. See you next week, guys. Bye.